Welcome to episode 91 of the Two on Three podcast. Normally, in a weekly hour-long show where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes, but we've got something a little different for you this week. I'm Ty, and you can find me avoiding interactions with the semi-famous at S-E-H-E-J-K, and with me, as always, is Chris. Where are you hustling up guests and getting us some shine on the internet, Chris? You can find me at CD Villa Senor, and I'm using my Twitter clout, my Twitter good guy clout, uh, to uh, wrangle us top-tier guests. Your curating is rocketing through the roof. <laughs> it's huge. Well, uh, interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod, or hit us up via email at holla, holla. at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. We've had guests before, but not quite like this. Chris, why don't you tell the folks how this came together and what they can expect for the next 30 minutes? So, the um, just in trolling the internet in general, um, we got a, we got actually got a chance to 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 book Alex Myers from Golf Senior Writer from Golf Digest onto the show by just basically talking smack. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it's a it's we'll cover it in the uh, in the segment with Alex Myers, but. Um, I just sort of threw it out there to him and he, and he bit and, and, uh, and we're so glad that he did because, uh, it was really fun and interesting and, uh, I can't believe we got him on the show. So it was a uh, fantastic, I'm excited for when he retweets us, we get a bunch of un, like unexpected downloads and people are like, this is a golf podcast. <laughs> this is, this is a ridiculous, <laughs> this is a ridiculous podcast where two dudes sit around and, and to talk about whatever. But. Well, for all you new listeners who are here because of Alex, we're going to do a double dose of Dad Jokes of the Week, Beyond the Buzzer, and then we'll get into the OT where, you know, I listened to a little bit of your conversation and uh, I couldn't help but be jealous that I didn't get to be a part of it. So in the OT is going to be my reactions to what Alex had to say with you and uh, probably a few leftovers from the week if there's time. Yeah, we were we were dealing with the uh, East Coast, West Coast time and I was trying to get in on his lunch hour and... Uh, like I said, he was more than just Oh, I don't begrudge you doing the logistics <laughs> to make it happen. I think it's great. Before we get to Alex, um, so I was gone last week. Uh, you mentioned with, uh, with Brian that I was um, traveling for work. And in fact, I was actually for once traveling for, ple- for pleasure. I love it. Good for you. Um, yeah, by the time everyone hears next week's episode, uh, I will be 40 years old. Uh, not quite yet. I have six more days. <laughs> So a few months ago, though, um, this was a weekend that worked. My wife, my very kind wife, began the planning process for an adults-only trip to Arizona for a little golf, which is what I wanted to do, obviously. Sure. You know, some weather, uh, a little pool action. And uh, it, it turned out we got to go to a Seahawks road game also. So the trip was actually planned, and then the, um, the schedule came out, and it, it aligned, and that was uh, a, a nice happenstance. That's a that's a that's a really nice coincidence, by the way. <laughs> I did have to sell a, a, a pair of husky tickets that I didn't get to attend. Oh well, that's okay. I mean, just uh, going to going to pro. I don't think I don't think I've ever traveled for a Seahawks game. But the uh, the Hawks did the Hawks fans the Hawks fans travel pretty well, especially to Phoenix, right? Yeah, Arizona it does. That was that was a weird experience. <laughs> See, Wait, is, it just, is it just full of Seahawks fans? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, at least 20, <laughs> at least twenty five thirty percent. I certainly didn't feel like I couldn't cheer when I wanted to cheer. Right? No <laughs> one was mean. Was no one was mean mugging you. No, not at all. That's good. You know, how's, their, I, how's their miniature quarterback in uh, in in real life? Well, they can't block, so he's just running around in the backfield. <laughs> oh, we know that offense then. Yeah, very familiar. <laughs> You know, I'd be remiss, though, if I didn't take an opportunity on the show to uh, 
give some personal thanks. I want to shout out to listener and my former Midwest Coast Biased show co-host, Matt, for serving as an absolutely dominant chef over the course of the weekend. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, my good friend, Mike, who you know, who served as an Able Sioux Grill chef. My good buddy, Rex, for spearheading a killer weekend of Arizona golf. And to all the rest of my party people for putting up with my annex and chipping in to make it feel like I had a staffer on the house. And to my <laughs> you wife. Just, you just milked the whole weekend, right? You oh, like buddy, to, I'm like, getting there. You were you royalty. <laughs> Uh, my wife, who won't hear this, uh, for pulling together a fantastic long weekend where she achieved my, my one request, which was uh, not to have to own any of the logistics for the trip, just to be able to show up. As we've talked about before, I, I tend to be the engine that makes things go, um, especially yeah. socially. And so it's it was nice to not have to be that guy for a bit. She did that, ask me what my that, favorite part of the weekend the, was. That's the present right there. I mean, to be honest yeah. with you. Oh, that's, yeah. That's the, that's, the, that's the icing. That's what I asked for. I was like, I just don't. Whatever you want to do, I just don't want to do anything. You know what I want to do, and, and I got other people to organize things. I just had to make a few choices here and there. Then on our last day, on the way out, there were like four people left in the house, and I cooked all the rest of the eggs, and I felt very proud of myself. I contributed. <laughs> <laughs> you made yourself a seven-egg omelet on the way out? <laughs> no, everybody got some. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, cooked the, I, I cooked the rest of the steak. I had a little steak and eggs. But my wife asked me what my favorite part of the weekend was, and I so like thoroughly enjoyed myself throughout every of the activities that my answer was that basically just that I didn't have to do anything. That was my favorite part. I didn't cook or clean or really do anything but drive to the golf course. That's awesome. It was great. And even you know my other buddy James, he set up the, the, the party bus for the Seahawks game. We went to some Seahawks bar in Arizona and got on some bus with a lot of drunk old people. It was really interesting. <laughs> Not like old, old, but you know old like me. But oh yeah, in that, right. in that more grizzled way. <laughs> <laughs> not old in like numbers, but it's not it's not so much the age, but the mileage is what you're saying. A little bit, yeah. 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 Um, I guess the only downside is my friends did enjoy harassing me all day because I was avoiding that UWSC score like all day while we were on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Like I walked through the clubhouse, it was on. I was like, ah! <laughs> I had to shield my eyes. Um, but everybody else knew the result by the time we sat down to watch it after dinner. Uh, and so they're just constantly like, oh, this, this this is the good part. like, And then all day, do you want to know the score? I'm like, no, god damn it. <laughs> Leave me alone. And then I was actually, I laughed because everyone was apparently so committed to the trip and to the, to the trip specifically being about me that everybody, including all the ladies, sat and watched that game as like our group activity after dinner on Saturday night. I didn't expect anybody, other than maybe, you know, the, the, the other alums that were on the trip, I didn't really expect everybody to like sit there and watch that with me. I was like, you guys can go do something else. And I'm like, no, this is fine. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Suit yourself. Yeah. I do have one other story to share for the, I was, uh, I was also given the greatest golf compliment I've personally ever received on this trip. Oh yeah. On the first day, um, I played a, a pretty killer round of golf and, uh, Mike played with us and Mike, he plays like golf maybe twice a year. Um, he acquitted himself really, really well. I was actually begging him to like take up the sport and like let me work with him. I was like, dude, you hit the ball. Like, come on. Like, I'm definitely trying to recruit him, right? Right. <laughs> come on. Take the pills. <laughs> You'll love it. Right. Um, but he said to me that the round that I played was the best round of golf he's ever per- personally witnessed. Nice. It's a small sample size. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't play very often, <laughs> but that's okay. But it was some, yeah, some nice sunshine to get blown up my butt. Ooh. Yeah. The, uh, that's a, I'm, I'm still dreaming of golf as I look like 
in a couple of days, I have to get shots in my back. Oh, <laughs> so I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm fully jealous of a, of a, uh, of a sunny Arizona golf outing for sure. It's something else when the ball bounces 15 feet when it hits the fairway. Isn't there something about that? It's really quite something. <laughs> The fact that it gets like it's supposed to hear where you hit it and it just gets stuck somewhere. You have to go searching for the hole and like dig it out like it's a like it's a truffle. Like it's a mess. It's a mess around here right now. I did have a frustrating day on the back half of the 36 uh, on one of those sort of tight desert courses where it's just fairways and then waste area <laughs> and rattlesnakes. Yeah, and no. you can't like go in there. But like, I mean, I hit. I'm sorry, I don't. I'm just very indulgent at this point. I apologize to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I hit so many shots that um, hit the grass, but bounced like six feet into the shit just far enough that it was in the bushes and I had to take a drop. Like at one point I made like nine straight bogeys, eight of which I had to take like a drop on. I mean, they weren't (laughs) bad tee shots. I just, I was missing by like 10 yards, five yards and it was just killing me. Yeah. I don't, that's why I don't play those things. (laughs) I did smoke a perfect three wood over some water with the split fairway with the creek in the middle. And I walked away from it. Like, you know, cool guys don't look at explosions. (laughs) And it was like kind of still dangerous when it landed, but yeah, I just fine. knew it was pristine. <laughs> I'm good. I'm just let me grab the head cover. I'm good. Um, I had a couple other things I was going to touch on from the trip, just because I've been gone for so long. That I was on that that bus, that bar bus, and I was, you know, let's say I had some shandies to start my morning off, and I was I was not yet in rare form, but I was on getting the grill. there. Yeah, yeah you, were, <laughs> you were well on the way. <laughs> And I was, whatever, bullshitting it with my friends about that same thing I said before about the show, about that aliens exist, mathematically, right? Sure. And there was some woman waiting for the bathroom in the back of the bus who was, like, staring me down while I'm talking about it, like, drunkenly staring me down, like, listening very intently to what I'm saying. And I catch her eye, and I see she's listening. So I just kind of keep going on and, like, really making a, a grandiose statement about it. And she looks at me, she goes, what math system are you using to calculate that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't expect the drunk Seahawks lady to challenge my math rigor about my right, aliens theory. Right. What do you mean? What for? What if? I was like, I, I looked at her. I was like, well, if the inf- if the universe is infinite, then there's infinite possibility of other life on other planets. I'm using uh, a Cartesian system of. <laughs> it's funny because she looked at me and she's like, oh, okay. Like she knew what I was talking. About. <laughs> it's like, it's just probabilities, ma'am. I don't know what to tell you about it. It's just statistics. Uh, the other thing that happened at the Seahawks game was the the Arizona Cardinals put Carson Palmer there in their ring of honor, which was really weird. <laughs> I would, if you're a Cardinals fan, I would. I, I have to check with my. I, have to, I think the Cardinals, my my Cardinal, the Cardinals fan in my life, who is uh, who was who co-hosted with me a little while back, uh, Chris Falk. I think he thought it was weird too. I think he was. I think he was on the fence about it. It's it's weird. Well, it, and they know it too because on our way out of the stadium, I don't know. I only witnessed this from a little bit of a distance. Somehow, my friend Rex has gotten into some kind of a I don't know. I wouldn't call it an altercation. Like somebody just yelled something at him. Whatever. We're walking out. We're all in Seahawks gear. Somebody yells something at him. I don't know what it was. You guys suck or whatever. Who cares? And he turns around and he says, "You put Carson Palmer in your ring of, in your ring of honor." And the guy was like, "Yeah." <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that was the end of the interaction. You end our, that, that's going to be the end all be all of every argument with a Cardinals fan. You guys, oh, you put Carson Palmer in your ring of honor. <laughs> and then on oh, our way out to the back to the bus, I got a touch of, uh, uh, I, I don't know what I'd call it, um, a flavor of Arizona that I don't think I would get elsewhere. So we get to, like, to get back to 
Have you ever been to that Glendale Stadium? No. Okay, so it looks like a spaceship landed in the middle of the desert. Okay. It's just like a big silver dome. I, yeah, I've seen pictures of it. Yeah, it's it's fine. Whatever. It's very not a script. But to get back to where the buses are parked, we've got to like go across the street and under this tunnel, and it's you know it's the football stadium, right? Right. And we get to the other side of this tunnel, and there's, people are crowding up. A few people, a few dozen people in front of us, and I kind of there's like one event staff guy standing in the way, and there the altercation is getting heated, and it's weird. And I walk up to the front. And an older gentleman is standing there and he's arguing with him. And he's like, he's saying, what do you, why won't you let us through? And the guy's like, you, you, you're, there's too many people and the cars can't get through. So you're going to have to go back around. And because the way the tunnel lets out is like this right in this crosswalk. That's the exit for the parking lot. Okay. I get what he's getting at. But he's being a psycho about it. And the guy, the guy was like, no, we're going right. And I look, I, I interrupted him like, hey, I'm going 40 yards that direction. Like I could see the bus and it's like a diagonal walk. And uh, the guy said, well, he said... To, to come stop you people because we need to let the cars out and like you can't stop us you're, you're not the police <laughs> and, <laughs> right and he's like well they're right up there and i'm like then go get them but in the meantime i'm going to walk over to the bus so you can right. go ahead and chase me down if you need to and i just walk past then all of a sudden yeah. you know, everybody else pushes past i mean people won't run over antifa they're not going <laughs> to run over you guys i mean it's just whatever. well it, it's not that complicated. We're walking around. He wouldn't even let it. He wasn't listening either because all of us were trying to get to these buses. And now the buses yeah. weren't in an area that were blocking. Where all he has to do is like let some cars out, let some people cross, let some cars out. He wasn't up to the it. challenge. And then he like. Well, how, how difficult can this be? I don't know. But once we broke his roadblock, he went sprinting up around the corner and was like on his radio. And it was like sprinting. It was, it was insane. It was insane. It felt like uh, just a little bit of, again, like specific to Arizona. Kind of a like a Napoleon Dynamite sequel of some sort. This dude just really wanted to <laughs> be in charge. He was very excited about it. I don't know what to tell you. All right, parking. Parking lot guy, just take a chill. You're, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You're seasonal. I mean, I don't know what, <laughs> what to tell you. <laughs> you just relax. My we're, we're just going to continue to walk, but I appreciate your efforts. All right. Well, with that, let's, uh, let's do the show. And that means listening to what uh, you and good old Alex Myers had to say. So in this segment, we're welcoming a very special guest to the show, uh, Mr. Alex Myers, who is a senior writer at Golf Digest. Hi, Alex. Hey, how's it going? So, so <laughs> the funny story here. So yesterday, Alex posts this Onion uh, article that says, like, 250 million Americans still looking for a guest for their podcast. So I talked smack. I said, come on to our podcast. And he said, yes. I don't know what... <laughs> I really don't know what you were thinking, but, but <laughs> I don't either, but no, no, I'm just kidding. no, I mean, it's, it's a funny story because I saw that that actually is an old article. I didn't realize, but I saw that tweet and I found it hysterical, obviously. And it was, it was actually very timely because we were actually struggling to get a guest on the golf digest podcast. I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say, you know, it's, it's the problem is I try to, I pigeonhole like a couple uh, people and then all of a sudden when it fell through we didn't have anybody so I was kind of scrambling and I saw this link I thought it was funny and then yeah you reached out and I said oh that's pretty funny we were you you know I shot for the stars this week I tried to get Tony Romo and oh, that, uh, of that course was, that would have been a great guest. that would have been a great guest of course but so it, it of course it didn't happen uh, uh, didn't really get much feedback even from uh, some of the folks at CBS and uh, my backup plan was Bo Van Pelt and then even he, who follows me on Twitter, I, I figured it'd be easy to get in touch with him via DM or whatever. 
Never heard back from Bo Van Pelt either. So I've I've been stood up by Bo, Bo Van Pelt, and uh, although it doesn't say, it doesn't have the blue check mark, so I don't think he saw the message. Uh, but anyway, it fell through, and it was funny, and then yeah, you asked, and so it all kind of came about in a, in a funny fashion. That's funny. The uh, I, you'd figure that Golf Digest podcast would be a, I mean, aren't people lining up to get on that thing? Uh, you would think, but not not as much as you think. You know, it's it's actually what we've noticed. Uh, is that I, I think I don't think it's the golfers themselves. I think it's the agents. Uh, there's this buffer zone between the players, and a lot of agents think, "Hey, well, the people who go on Golf Digest, GolfDigest.com, or read Golf Digest already know who our player is. We need to reach different audiences, and so right. that's why I almost feel like if you're at a more general sports site or or even a I don't know, uh, you know, one of these more up and comer type sites, not as not as established. Uh, that's who uh, an agent will maybe funnel a player towards because they think it's a new audience that they're reaching. But but so no, you think, I mean, they're, you think yeah. they're like looking for a bar stool or something like that? Yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't think, but yeah, bar stool, no laying up. I mean, they they do tremendous job, obviously, with with all their stuff, and I'm I'm big fans of of both uh, their stuff, but. It does seem like there you wouldn't think so, but that they almost are at an advantage in terms of uh, getting guests because again, an agent. You know, I've had agents come back to me and say, "Oh, um, my guy just did something with you," and I'll like look it up, and it, you know, three months before it was an instruction shoot with that person. I'm like, right. being on the podcast is a totally different audience <laughs> than that, but they they just think, "Oh, we did golf digest already. Let's go to the next." media outlet and so yes a bar stool or no laying up uh, a lot of these guys haven't you know they think that's a different audience which it is it is probably a different audience uh than, than ours and and they're trying to reach that but uh no you know of course we do get really great guests usually uh and and so and we usually get them pretty quickly i mean last last week we got sebastian munoz uh right after he won his first yeah. pj tour event but but sometimes when you do you know again this is partly my fault we don't have like a big <laughs> team of people trying out going out and are you, are you the producer i'm kind of the producer you're, you're gonna do, you're gonna do, exactly. you're gonna do it all i kind of have to do it all so it, it and and i'm not always the best at getting out in front of things so i'll be the first to admit that so uh again this week we found ourselves in, in a bit of a, a pickle so we're we're gonna try to line up more guests uh a little more in advance <laughs> going forward you got to follow the editorial calendar that's right we exactly we're starting editorial (laughs) calendar i I hate editorial calendars i'm not a big editor i'm the kind of guy i wake up this morning i had no idea what i was gonna do i've already written three things uh ranging on uh that that guy making the bet on the astros to uh man i don't even remember what else yeah so your stuff your stuff does tend to be a little more uh, farther afield than what people see as golf digest because you well you used used to do the grind but then you rebranded it right that's the loop well the grind is still part of the loop Uh, it's it's kind of one of the the founding uh posts so to speak (laughs) yeah of the loop right franchises i guess anchor the anchor one of the the anchor tenants yeah no it's it's actually it's that you it's good that you noticed i'm glad um i i think i think a lot of people are even confused but it's worked out for us even if there has been some confusion i would say uh, two years ago, uh, maybe more than two years ago now, I think it was May 2017, we, we launched The Loop, 
which is under the Golf Digest umbrella. It's a Golf Digest URL, but it expands to what we term things that golfers would talk about. So that right. so there's a little a, more pop culture. There's a exactly. little more other sports. sports like, right. So how many how many tweets do you get every day that say, "Why don't you guys stick to golf?" A lot, <laughs> a lot. And I'm actually glad that I don't man our uh, social media accounts because. <laughs> I'm sure they get that all the time. And I know when it first happened, people were like, what the hell is going on? What, people, what is get, people get crazy yeah, about this. Exactly. It, I think there was some, some article, uh, it was uh, Coleman Bentley, who is the, t- the editor of The Loop. He came on and he's actually not the biggest golf guy. He's a great writer and he's, he's really into sports and he's gotten more into golf since he's been in our building. I mean, it's impossible not to. Right, how could you? But, but I think one of his first things was he wrote about something that had to do with McDonald's and like a lot of like the golf Twitter people were mocking us because they're like, "Who's golf Dodgers running about McDonald's?" <laughs> and it was like going around, and people were blasting us. And like, I tried to reach out to some of these people on the side and be like, "Hey, you know, if you look, it's total different template. It says the loop. It's a, but the thing that confuses people is yes, technically at the top it says golfdigest.com backslash right. the loop. So that's right. What, but yes, yeah, so but the loop is great because it gives me and other people. Um, opportunity to write about a bunch of different things and, and it really helps when there's a slow day like today so far you know sure. it's a wednesday before a, a fall event there's not much going on and you know i can reach around and do a gambling story or do a yeah. post about the yankees and uh oh actually and the other thing was about uh arch manning eli uh sorry uh well eli manning's nephew cooper manning's son who's this stud now freshman quarterback in new orleans so yeah, right. i've written three non-golf <laughs> posts already today and, and if, if if i didn't have that to do i don't know what i'd be doing so it's right. great to to have that this is a bit of a this is a bit of a dead air space for for golf right now because uh, yeah. usually the uh usually the the international team event happens right yes. about now but then yes, they push that off point. to december because it's australia that's and a so great now point. you're kind of now you're kind of just kind of hanging out right yeah yeah it usually we would have had the FedEx Cup just kind of wrap up recently, and then you would have had either the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup, which obviously is one of the biggest weeks of the year. But, right, because it's in Australia, it's in December, there's a little bit of a gap. I will say, though, it's amazing now with this wraparound schedule, and I'm actually not the biggest fan of the wraparound schedule, but in terms of providing content, uh, there is. it does seem like, Every week you think, oh, this is going to be a slow week. And then look what happened last week. Cameron yeah, Stan, no, the, yeah, the emotional the Cameron, win. And, yeah, and, that was um, huge. And uh, the week before, the BMW PGA, which is the biggest event in the European tour. And, you know, you have uh, the Bio Kim getting suspended for three years on the Korean tour. And, you know, you have LPGA stuff. And there's just always something going on. And, and then Rory, yeah. Rory, Rory talking about yes, how he hates Rory, the European Rory tour. smack to the European tour. <laughs> and, that, that made me cry. I was like... He's like, yeah. he's like, these these courses are too easy. I would like to play courses that are easy for me, but harder for everyone else. That's what I got <laughs> out of that pretty, quote. That's pretty much what he said. And, you know, it's funny because, and, and I, I know I love Rory and I love hearing him talk. I think it was, it was just obviously a little funny timing because it was a pro-am. He was playing with his dad <laughs> who shot three under gross at one of the courses. <laughs> So, so yes, the course was set up easy, but it was because right. they want, you know, these, these pro, pro people, right. Like they want Justin Timberlake to have a good time when he's playing. And, you know, we, as we know, with these European tour events, it's all about the win there. 
And we've seen the Alfred Dunhill links when the guys are bundled up in winter coats. And, oh, yeah. You know, the, the flags are whipping everywhere. And, and then, you know, you could put the, every pin in the middle of the green. It's not going to be easy. So you just yeah. never know what weather you're going to get. And so they, you know, they have to adjust for that. But I guess yeah, they they're, not gonna, they're not going right. to put the teeth into Carnoustie for these people. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, so, <laughs> that would know. just be awful. Right. So, you know, it was a, it was a fun event. And, and then, you know, you had people digging into it and, um, you know, the scores on the PJ Tour are not that much different, obviously. Not uh, really, you know, yeah. And, and I mean, I, especially and on weeks like now, right? These these scores get pretty low. Exactly. Weeks like now and... Uh, Las Vegas will Las be Vegas, low. Las Vegas, like, right, Las exactly. Vegas will be like minus 28 or something. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, then there was another thing. Well, Rory plays the tougher PJ Tour events. Okay, fine. But that, that would be like... This would be like if Tiger, or, you know, in his prime played on the European tour and then he only came to the PJ tour to play in the John Deere classic and the <laughs> Disney event and Las Vegas. Like, of right. course those scores are going to be lower than if you're playing the best toughest events on your respective tour. So it was just a little odd. And also he, you know, he definitely didn't give enough uh, respect in this argument to the equipment, obviously, because, yeah. you know, when, when the courses get set up, too tricky the guys complain uh, but then if they're not then the guys say oh it's too easy and the reason why it's too easy is because you hit the ball 350 yards and right. you now hit it over dog legs instead of going around dog right. legs and and you can reach every par five and two and you know so a lot of it has to do with the equipment but I, but again i, like love, do, Rory. I, I love, love when he speaks <laughs> out i know i'd love to do that one time go to like a really hard course and then just walk out to like 320 and yeah. then in the middle of the fairway, and then oh, just yeah. roll, and then roll my ball forward, maybe fifteen oh, yeah. or twenty yards, and then just play from there. And just play I wonder from how. There. I, I wonder yeah. what I. I wonder what I'd shoot. I'd probably oh. shoot a lot better. I'll tell well, you. Well, it's much. great. I and I I play with a couple friends who. I mean, they don't hit three twenty. Well, they can hit it three twenty, but you know they're consistently hitting it like in the three hundred range. And I remember we actually did a a golf digest had a, a team last year at a media event at Bethpage Black, and Bethpage Black is one of the Ooh. toughest courses you'll yeah. ever play but this they guy even put a sign up exactly <laughs> yeah i don't know if you've ever seen it but they do <laughs> they have a sign there uh, yeah. but but uh, so joel beal who's a writer who i'm sure you're, you've seen his name a bunch for us he he's a big hitter and uh, there was no rules on how many it was a shamble and there was no rules on how many times <laughs> you had to use certain tee shots i'm not kidding we used his tee shot on basically on every non-par three and probably some of the par threes he was hitting these 300 to 330 yard drives, and I was having eight irons, nine irons, wedges into holes at Bethpage Black, and we I, I, on the uh, the 15th hole, I hit one to, to an inch, on the, <laughs> and I was like, I would never, have, you know, it would have taken me three or four shots just to get to the green. So you're you're right, it's it's a lot of fun getting to play from where those guys play, but uh, certainly, you know, but if you talk to enough. Game. If you talk to enough dudes at the bar, they all hit at 300. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. Right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Yeah. I'd be remiss. I'd be remiss in not at least in chatting with you. And I've, and I've been following you for a long time and you've always been very, very gracious on Twitter. Cause you know, we, we, we generally throw stuff back and forth at each other. So you're very, I think we very usually kind. agree on stuff. So we, I, we're, I like we're pretty, yeah. we're very, we're very, <laughs> we're very like-minded. I'm not, right. I'm right. not the kind of Twitter user who like kicks in the door and calls your parents bad words and stuff like that. That's right, not, right. that's not my style. Right. But um, tell me the chili is the chili streak in, is the chili streak still alive? Well, it depends on who you talk to because you I so need let, an let me give the, So for the li- for the <laughs> listeners, there's um, at the at the uh, at the tour at the uh, 
at the players, right? Right, the players. Yeah. Every year at the players, Alex goes to the local Chili's. Every, every day or just at least once that every week? Day. Every, every day. Every day. <laughs> it's actually kind of sad because I go by myself basically. And, you know, and actually I will say in the last, the last couple years of the streak, um, hashtag the streak, <laughs> I, I have had people want to tag along with me, which has been nice. Um, different people from other, you know, uh, Sean Martin has gone there. Uh, Will Gray from Golf Channel. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. A few other guys have tagged along. It's been very nice of them to. Uh, uh, DJ Pikowski has has gone with me there, uh, and I, and I actually had a couple college friends in the area, so they they end up meeting me, but they won't even go every night. They'll go like one <laughs> night. They're like, all right, well, I mean, go have you're your not dinner. That good. We'll you're meet. not that yeah. good of friends. <laughs> exactly. They're like, go have your dinner at Chili's and meet us after at, at a different bar because, and, it, and it's true, there's no one at Chili's. And I will say, I've never seen another PGA Tour player there. Ever. And you would think maybe like a Boo Weekly or someone would want Someone, in, right? But I don't. But so anyway, um, it, it was seven years in a row, uh, five nights in a row uh, there. So that's 35 nights in total. And now two years ago, my daughter was born right around that time. And I had to miss because it moved from May to March. Obviously. Right, right. So I had to miss it. And then this year it fell um, on her birthday again. So it's going to be tough for me to go back. But so technically when I go back, I could re-pick up the streak. But if you're in will, town, if you're in right. town, right. I think if that I'm, might be, I think that might, I think I would allow that for the streak. Right, exactly. If I'm in town there, the streak is still going. It's not like I've ever been in town there in the last seven years and not gone there. It's just, <laughs> I haven't, when I haven't been there, I can't go there. So yeah. And, and it's funny because people think I go to Chili's like all the time. I really don't. It, it's weird. I know there's a million Chili's in the U.S. There's none within um, about an hour of where I live. Uh, I actually did go to one recently. We go to these outlet malls every once in a while. My wife drags me there. And there's a Chili's there. And so maybe once a year we go there. So I'd say I eat at a Chili's once a year other than being on like golf trips or the Players' Championship. God, that's hilarious. You're, and your wife's cool with this? Yeah, she actually, she actually She's down to go to the Chili's with you? Yeah, she was fine with it. Um, it was good. And it was my daughter's first time going too. So I'm, I'm passing on the, uh, the, the Chili's the, love to her. Let's hope, let's hope Chili's stays. Uh, there's a, like a legendary story about director yeah. David Lynch who, uh, who ate the same sandwich in a New York deli for like three years. In a oh, row. wow. Really? <laughs> like every day. Oh, man. See, that's – wow, that's, that's crazy. See, that, Chili's – I, I love Chili's because – um, I'm actually a pretty picky eater, but I, I love their menu. <laughs> this is going to run eat- contrary to people. It's like, I'm a picky eater, so I like I know, to but eat I, chilies. But I eat chilies. I like their menu. I feel like there's most of the things on the menu I could order and eat. And so I don't get the same thing every night. Although I do, my favorite is the um, the Cajun chicken pasta. So I usually will get that twice out of the five nights. Yeah. But, you know, I'll get the ribs. Uh, I'll get the... Uh, you know, tacos, I'll get a steak, you know, yeah. I'll get, bu- I'll, one, some night I'll just get like buffalo wings and a salad, you know. I'm slightly I, shocked that uh, we don't see Timberlake there since InSync had that such a, such a close tie with the Chili's uh, chain back in the day. Did they really? I don't <laughs> yeah, I think that. they did ads. I think they did ads for them. Oh, um, you're right. Yes. Yeah. yeah they absolutely I, I, did. Justin Timberlake has never eaten a Chili's. I don't know. <laughs> I that's, that's like the yeah. that's like Tiger Woods driving a Buick. Oh, the exactly. hell! Exactly. The hell he is. There's yeah. no way he's never driven a Buick in his life. We're not. <laughs> we're right. not tricked. We're not tricked. That's right. We've been around too much. Now, um, 
you, uh, you, you mentioned your daughter. Now, both my co-host Ty and I both have – my daughter is uh, a 14-year-old who okay. with a nine handicap. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and uh, he's, his oldest daughter's uh, a bit younger, so he's getting okay. her started. So talk to me about how you see your daughter in golf. What's well, that? man, I would, I would sign up right now for my daughter to be a nine handicap at 14. That's really cool. Congratulations on that. I'm, yeah, she, she likes it. I, you know, it, it was, I got lucky because she really liked it. Yeah, so no, it was, no. It was that's, easy. I'm hoping to get lucky as well. I, I've given her the, you know, the toy couple clubs with the balls so far she just likes to pull them out and throw them on the ground and then walk away but we do that a lot of us do that as adults right exactly exactly and but she does like like golf the golf balls she like when we walk go for walks and she sees a football or a soccer ball she always goes ball 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 so she likes balls in general and and so she i hope she get it gets into sports in general, because obviously it's a big part of my life. Although for mom, it's actually not at all. So I, I, <laughs> I don't know. It could go either either way. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that uh, you know make it fun. I, I've been getting advice from people at work. Uh, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure everybody. Who, I'm sure yeah. everybody who's come across you has said, you, you know, there's a lot of golf scholarships available for uh, girls. Uh, well, that too. Yeah, <laughs> every, no, believe me, every, I've, <laughs> I've thought about it. Well, I used to cover high school golf. Uh, before I worked at Golf Digest in this area in New York, and you know, not not to slight the the women golfers there, but the 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 guy golfers that I would cover would be like scratch golfers, and I'd be like, oh, where are you where are you guys looking to play? And they'd be like, oh, hopefully I can play like D two. And then the women <laughs> golfers, there were a couple that like could just break eighty every once in a while, and they were getting full scholarships to D one, like to the D one schools, D one yeah. schools. So I was like. Damn, that's that is you know potentially I put that in the back of my mind and said yeah that could be a, a nice way to uh, to save some money no doubt about yeah. it but everybody uh, everybody yeah. who everybody who knows me always says that to me every time they see it's like hey right. your daughter gonna get a scholarship I, was like, I mean you know, honestly God bless her if she can I'll, yeah. you know if I don't have to pay as much for college as I need to then I'm all for it exactly I mean it sounds like she's tracking that way so keep yeah. keep it up yeah the uh, well anyway the um, but let's let's let's. Uh, I want to touch on the the biochem thing sure. now. Has has Brandel Chambly blocked you on Twitter yet? No, <laughs> Brandel. <laughs> you know it's funny. I know he blocks. I know he claimed once uh, twenty thousand blocks, and I compared it. I compared it to Will Chamberlain saying he slept with twenty thousand women. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and uh, and um, Brandel and I actually get along really well. I'm happy to say I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Brandel. I'm not always a big fan of everything he says, but I no, do but, I do but, think I, that he you know he doesn't just say things without thinking about him first. Right. I, you know, I like Brandon a lot. Yeah. He's, he's not, you know, when people compare him to like a Skip Bayless, I, that upsets me because I think Skip Bayless has become from, I mean, if you watch yeah. with that, he's an entertainer first, that's sure. it. And, and, you know, these debate shows and this and that, and you're picking the other side. Brandon Chambly, I mean, what he's told me numerous times is just when you have to, and I, and I totally understand when you have to fill that much time especially during those weeks at a major when you're on every night for hours oh and hours. He doesn't yeah. want to say the same things over and over again. So he's trying to say things in different ways. And, you know, he gets asked about Tiger, of course, every day of his sure. life. And, um, you know, even when he comes on our po- you know, it was funny. The last time he came on, on the Golf Digest podcast, again, I should have just called him. He probably would have come on the other day, <laughs> last minute. He's, he's great with that. But we've had him on a few times. But the last time we came on, we talked about – so many great things about him coming back this and that and then of course he said one thing about tiger and it was that 
Tiger, I think he said something. Tiger's gotten the least out of his talent. <laughs> and, and it was, you know, I get what he, where he was coming from, but it definitely was a little ridiculous. And of course, that was the one line that got plucked from that. And I even said, you know, that's going to be what everybody says. And, sure. you know, even though he said all these, you know, 30 other minutes of great stuff. But I knew like, what his point was, too. I And, right. I, and I and, if, and part of me is like, I get where you're coming from. But right. But it's hard to it's hard to argue the record. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because right, we all get where he's coming from, and his big thing is Tiger should have never s- s- changed his swing. What he three times, or, three t- or at least three times, right? Exactly. And yeah. but but right, he had to, that whole it, Sean Foley area is like the whole Sean Foley era is a throwaway. It's yeah, it's I mean, that, that so definitely it's, looks. So like there's a, a lot of I mean, yeah. there's a lot of the, yeah, there's a lot of truth to what he said. But yes, I yes. I, I, I get it. Right. But anyway, he had written about Bio Kim. Yes, yes. That this morning he had tweeted that. There are something like nine felonies in the United States where the maximum sentence is less than three years. Unbelievable! That's a great. That's a great <laughs> so what stat. Do you, yeah. So what do you? So what do you think? It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, I I think I haven't seen one person who hasn't thought it was crazy, and and I saw a couple people tweet stuff, and I was like, I hope they're kidding, and then they later tweeted that they were kidding because yeah. I think as soon as we all saw this yesterday morning. Everyone just said that is crazy. Like that can't be true. Uh, you know, it has to be a misprint. It has to be three months. Even three months, I think, would be harsh for the uh, finger. I mean, I mean, I mean that, I, going back to Tiger Woods. I mean, if we gave him, if we gave him a week off for every f bomb, like, exactly, exactly. like half his career, half his career would be <laughs> right, right, on exactly. Suspension. Well, you know, it, it is funny because obviously the PGA Tour does things a different way. They don't. They don't uh, reveal any of their fines or punishments, and and I think that's too much the other way. I think they they probably <laughs> could could be a little stiffer, especially uh, we obviously we've all talked about recently um, slow play penalties. They could start to give out stuff for that, and fines and suspensions for that would would certainly make people play a little quicker. But the Korean tour is obviously not messing around. They are sending to, a uh, very conduct. firm message. Yeah. They're sending a very firm message right now. Very firm. And I know Kevin Na tweeted about it and said, you know, I understand the Korean culture, obviously, um, and this is a big deal there. And, and certainly it's tough for, for us to understand that. And, and it, it obviously is a bigger deal for them. But he even said, this is crazy harsh, like <laughs> three crazy. years. And what's amazing is this wasn't just any player. Um, now, he's Bio the money, Kim, he's the leading money the, winner. Exactly, the leading money winner, and he's leading the uh, Player of the Year points. So he he was due to, you know, probably going to win Player of the Year over there. Uh, probably, I'm sure, get some That's kind crazy. of bonus for that. He's obviously sure. having a nice year. He's obviously, you know, he's a guy. I, I saw the name and I recognized it right away, and I I knew he had played on tour. Uh, he only played for one year, but he he played on the PJ Tour in 2011. Um, here he made 10 cuts and 25 starts. He had five top 25s. He had a T11 at the Puerto Rico Open. So, I mean, you know, this is a... He can come over. He's, he can come over and play, right? Exactly. Or, or he can play he, the Asian tour in general. Exactly. I think or he's he one of those guys. Exactly. I think he's one of those guys um, who realized he could go be a big fish in a smaller pond and right. kind of do that. And instead of struggling on the PJ Tour and <laughs> the Corn Ferry Tour, he could make more money over in Korea, he could obviously that's where he's from. He's more comfortable there. Travel's Why, easy, food's exa- easy, everything. Exactly. Why, you know, live in a hotel and try to make, you know, maybe not even this, that much more money. So he's won five times over there. Uh, it's same, you know, uh, Rio Ishikawa is still 
only 27 or 28. And he, he's still, I can't even believe that he's, he's still winning all the time on the Japan. In Japan. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't, I think he contended once in Puerto Rico about four yes. years ago. Yeah. He's then, he, right. You'd see his name maybe every once in a while, like a small event. Um, you know, he, he could was, keep his he card. All the, he, he was could, all the rage, right? He was all, all the, the rage. rage. Um, I think he was 17 and he shot a 58 at a Japan event and won. Yeah. And yeah, he, he made was, a president's cup team. He was, Oh yeah. Yeah. They, he was a they, big there was a big, there was a big push for him. They, exactly. they wanted him to be good. They exactly. Wanted him to be and, and he, I think he could have been a, you know, run of the mill PGA tour player, but again, He's a star in Japan. He goes there. He dominates. Uh, he makes a good living. He's still ranked in the top 200 in the world or something. So, um, But anyway, just going back to Bio Kim, I think that's kind of a similar situation there. He's not as good as Ishikawa, but he's kind of in that same ballpark. And um, But this is too bad for him. And, and that, I, that you know what really got me, and I think a lot of people, was that picture of him kneeling before the TV cameras. It looked like he was you know, begging for forgiveness. And meanwhile, right. a fan almost screwed up him winning the tournament. I mean, it was right. the 16th hole, the final round. He had a one-shot lead. He obviously hurt something. He hits a tee shot. He turns immediately and flips off this fan. And the video is amazing. Yeah, it's, um, a, it is, it's tremendous. A tremendous video. But, you, you know, in the heat of the moment, you could see, like, come on, man, this is my livelihood, and you're messing yeah. me up. Now, he ended up winning the tournament, and he apologized for the incident. But then later that evening Three or the next years. day, they they just said they decided <laughs> to ban him. I think he, he must have been stunned. I mean, a three-year ban. I mean, what in any sport who's gotten a three-year ban? I mean, that nobody. Is, yeah, that is that's Vontez Perfect has nearly killed forty-three exactly. other NFL players on the field with exactly. like with like helmet-to-helmet hits. And right. They, he well, he got the rest of the year off. He got really. the rest of the year finally, but it was a long, <laughs> it, it was a it long took, time coming. It took a long time for him to exactly. get there. Exactly. I mean, even the you know the guys in the the malice in the palace. I mean, Ron Artest. I mean, they yeah. they got a the rest of the year off. Yeah. Um, some of them didn't. Some of them only got like twenty games off, and yeah. um, for three years is is tough. So biochem. I mean. That doesn't keep him from, you know, maybe getting a plane in the corn ferry or sponsor exemption or maybe one of, yeah, maybe one of the other tours, the Australasia tour, something else over there. We'll see. I, I hope he gets to find some work because <laughs> I, I, I think Bio we Kim, agree it was, it, was, uh, it was too harsh. I mean, you shouldn't flip off the crowd. Don't get me wrong. You should, you should not. Um, no. we've seen, but like, I remember Jack McDowell did that when he was pitching for the Yankees. <laughs> Walked off the field, right. flipped the Yankees, uh, the cr well, and you know he didn't Black, get suspended. Blackjack was in Blackjack. his own. He was, <laughs> own. he was he was in his own he was in his own place. That's but right. Biokim should come on over. I've been making a lot of fantasy hay on uh, on on Korean golfers this fall. Whoa, really? Yeah, like Sung J M. Good for and, you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean th those guys have been playing great. They have. Yeah, Sung J M. Yeah. Uh, tough tough loss there. Playoff loss. He was so close to. Uh, getting that first win, but it's, it's definitely coming pretty soon. Yeah. He also like plays, he also plays every week. So you know, <laughs> that might, helps. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got nothing else to do. He's might as well, right. you know, you're here. Right. Might as well, you might as well do your thing. Well, I tell you what, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. I can't tell you how, how much fun this has been. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, impressed that you were game to, to <laughs> jump onto our little podcast and, uh, and give us part of your lunch hour. Uh, I really sure. appreciate it. It was it was really nice to meet you. I've been uh, I've been a, a Twitter Twitter follower and fan for, of yours for a while. So um, so keep up the good work and uh, and again I can't thank you enough. Oh, you can let people know where they can find you on Twitter. You are sure uh, Alex Myers three. 
Who are the other two Alex Myers who got in front of you? <laughs> you know, I actually went with the three for my man, John Starks. Oh, uh, John Starks. That <laughs> might be another guy. conversation that's, we might have to that's have. That's my favorite. That's maybe, my guy. Uh, yeah, maybe, that's, we'll, yeah. maybe we'll come back to the... Okay. the, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, we could do probably... You could probably do an hour on the Knicks. Oh, man. The, just the Without brutal, a doubt. The Without brutal a doubt. nature yeah. of the Knicks. But, <laughs> but if you're game for it, maybe we'll have you back on. We'll talk some New York sports. Like I said, that, thank you so much. And it's Myers... M Y E R S. That's right. There's that's no right. M A or M E. That's right. A lot of people me- mess that yeah, up. Yeah, they mess Even that up. So. I've had you know official documents where people mess that up. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thank you so much. I appreciate it. The kind words and everything else, and and all the the banter on Twitter. And uh, thank yeah, thanks for having me on. It was fun. All right, we appreciate it. All right, that was uh, that was awesome, dude. Way to get that done. <laughs> thanks. And uh, thanks to Alex, who was super cool about the whole thing. I mean, uh, obviously, he deals with a high, like a high-level national kind of podcast for a for a major golf publication. So, um, yeah. Did so, he ask you anything? Did he vet you at all? No. <laughs> well, he wasn't like, "How big is your show?" or "What's it no, called?" or "Not going to ask you any he, questions at no, all." No, he didn't care about it at all. Which was which was the That's best great. part about it. I think that. Um, that as we were, you know, we we're chatting. I mean, this is what I said about I've got, I've got like good guy Twitter sort of habits, which is to say, I comment on his stuff. We agree on a lot of stuff. I'm not an asshole to him, right? And so, and so he, uh, you know, he's seen my he's seen my, you know, my name pop up in his feed enough to, to know that like I'm not a complete psychopath. <laughs> so I mean that and that was enough for him. So uh, I I hope he had a good time because I certainly did. It was great. Well, I look forward to giving you my reactions here in just a minute. But before we do that, uh, it's not quite overtime. So that means. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! All right, so we got a double dose because I was gone. That's always the best. You know, when I'm gone. This, is, this is the best part about you ever being gone is we get double dad jokes. <laughs> it's your favorite. Um, I also have two before we get started that, that came from the trip. Um, one is an actual original that came up through the course of wordplay at the okay. table. The other is one that was told to me by our friend Matt from Chicago. So I'll All start right. with the one that we made up together. Uh, what did one raccoon ask the other over dinner? I don't know. Detritus? It's delicious. <laughs> That's actually funny. Thank you. So I was just like, there was detritus. I was talking. I just kind of started saying it over and over again. And then we, it became like a thing about whether or not you had eaten it. Detritus. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, and then the one that Matt told me, a little off color, but hey, we love it. Why do they call it IHOP? I don't know. Because most of their customers eventually lose a foot to diabetes. <laughs> that's funny yeah and not funny it's not funny he got me with a good though i was in a uh inebriated state and it was i, I had a full-on head back like cackling. i struggle with type 2 diabetes die well i know well, don't eat the sugar <laughs> don't, don't drink the don't put a straw in the syrup chris <laughs> stop doing that it's it's not helping you all right, let's go to the officials. All right. This one sucks. I'll call you later. Don't call me later. Call me dad. Classic, what do you, a classic construction. <laughs> what do you call a fake noodle? Impasta. That's right. How do you make an apple puff? 
Give it weed? <laughs> I guess that would be as good as this, which says, chase it around the garden. Uh, chase it around the garden. <laughs> what? What? It's anthropomorphized apple. Yes. Yeah, puff, puff, give, apple. Uh, why did the banana go to the doctor? I don't know. It wasn't peeling well. It wasn't peeling well. I knew it was a peel joke. It's always a peel joke with those bananas. Yeah. They're appealing. <laughs> Never cheat in a limbo contest. It's the lowest thing you can do. <laughs> How do you cheat in a limbo contest? I don't, that's a good question. <laughs> you got like rollers on your back? I don't know. I don't have any red blood cells, so my doctors are searching in vain. <laughs> For humor in that yeah. joke. <laughs> Why was the burger thrown out of the army? He couldn't pass mustard. That's a hot dog joke. I agree. Who puts mustard on their Who puts mustard on their hamburger? I like mustard. You know what? I like all of the toppings on both. How about that? You like ketchup and mustard on a hamburger? Sure. Uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> if prisoners could take their own mugshots, they'd be called selfies with a C. Correct. Why does Peter Pan always fly? Because he is gay. <laughs> wow. Uh, he never lands. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Wendy does put a big... Wendy does make a big push for him. It's and not he, that he's, he's gay. Not, he just hasn't gone through puberty yet, so he's not interested in girls. He's just a boy who never grew up. Yes. Yeah. He thinks girls are gross. Tomato, tomato. What a sucker. <laughs> tell you what if wendy had been all over me i would be like yeah all right sounds good mm -hmm. yeah girl in a nightgown cute girl in a nightgown shows up at your house <laughs> kid me all right <laughs> all right and that's i don't want to go that's enough uh is this pool safe for swimming it depends it deep ends <laughs> and finally don't spell part backwards it's a trap. <laughs> part. Is it? Trap. Oh, I thought you said oh, don't spell parts. No, parts. Thought, oh. Can you deliver the it's a trap line in the appropriate way, please? <laughs> don't spell parts. Don't spell part backwards. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's all I want. That's all. all right. I mean, that's all that needed. That seems fair. Yeah. Do you have anything for us this week? Yeah, um, my joke this week is my Filipino cousin is a contortionist. You could say he's a manila folder. <laughs> I feel like you have told me that before. I think that would come up, right? I don't know if it's been on the show or if you just said it to me before, but I <laughs> definitely heard it now. Yeah, it's official now. I get to All take right. it out of the. I get to take it out of the. Uh, out of the unused pile. It's got, yeah, it's got to go in the used pile now. Thank God. All right. Well, let's go to the overtime. Overtime. All right, in the OT, I, like I said, didn't get to be a part of the fun Alex Myers golf conversation earlier, but I definitely had some, some reactions to your conversation, and I thought all you right. and I could talk about them. Okay. First of all, two conversations with two people without me, and InSync comes up both times. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the real InSync obsessive? It might be me, but it was... But anytime, anytime Justin Timberlake comes up, you have to make an InSync joke, right? There's just, I mean, this is... It's true. I mean, that's, 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 and the uh, Chili's poll was a very nice, uh, recollection because I recall those commercials. Yeah. There was a whole campaign around mm -hmm. in about the baby and, back ribs song. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> I thought you should have um, offered to reciprocate when he said they sometimes have a hard time getting hard time getting a guest. I was like, that was your ch- that was your chance. Oh yeah, to, you, know, you want me to jump into the golf digest uh, pod? Why not? Then I can <laughs> like, be part of it too. We can stop doing this. We can both just be guests on that podcast. Yes, yeah, some dudes. Hey, <laughs> golf digest would like to have two dudes with like barely single digit handicaps come on and talk about golf with on a national it. level. <laughs> right now, after this last revision, I'm back down to single digits for the first time all season. Woo. I think I'm going to stop playing golf for the, for the rest of the year. <laughs> I got injured as a single digit, so now I'm just living there. Nice. But, you know, it's funny that you say that because uh, that came up on the golf trip was this idea that I think it, or that we think it would be entertaining if you had a 10 handicap, go out and play that setup with the rest of the guys just so you could see them doing it, like just struggling. You get yeah. the last tee time every day, but you're out there. And uh, that, that way you can't, you're, you know, like you mentioned with Alex, like you talk to enough guys at the bar, they can all hit a 300. Like what mm-hmm. actually happens right? with like a 10 handicap out on the tour? Like what's the score really? 96? No. More. B- bigger? More. Yes. You think so? Uh, I think, I mean, I might be able to break a hundred at La- in Las Vegas at one sure. of those. The, but I mean, if you get, you get hung out on Beth page black from the tips yeah. during the PGA championship, you don't break 120 as a 10. I played Summerlin from the members tees and I actually played pretty well. Not that I, that's, I know that PGA tees are literally like 40 yards deeper. <laughs> it's they're it's so not far. They're so far. <laughs> I was shocked. You guys were talking about um, how he struggled to get guests and that agents. And I guess it maybe it makes sense that agents who handle primarily golfers don't necessarily understand the cross media opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like, pod, I mean, the big joke about podcasting is that everyone has a podcast, right? Yeah. So right. I, I guess how do you not understand that, that the media properties are a parent company, right? Like Alex was saying that they, they know they did Golf Digest, so they're looking for somebody else to book with. Yeah. I, you know, that that was funny, too. I thought um, as a from a podcast perspective, I don't know what their numbers are. I mean, obviously, they obviously they know how many listeners they have, but I I would roll out the number to whomever, right? Mm-hmm. The agents like we get 20,000 downloads or whatever they're getting. Right. right. And we need phone. 20 minutes of your time from a remote, remote location. Yeah. Get them on a cell phone or get them on a laptop. It's just not difficult. No. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I have, I was envisioning that shitty sports agent that shows up in the uh, state farm commercials with, with, <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is shitty fake uh, sports agent that uh-huh. guy that's what i was picturing what he was talking about like <laughs> just some just some crappy high roller like big time in him he's just that guy is it's weird it's like a proto not a proto like a uh god i don't know what you'd call it just he reminds me of putty from seinfeld that, that yeah. state farm agent thing that's right. like what they're doing right they're doing the putty yeah. gimmick um they should I was, I was thinking he should just always book jason bone i don't know if you ever heard jason bone on a podcast <laughs> uh-uh. uh, but jason bone do you know who jason bone is yeah uh-huh. okay um, you should go find the episode of No Laying Up with Jason Bone. Yeah, he should just funny. be. Yeah, he should just have his own show. It's <laughs> hilarious. Um, what else did I, I, I enjoy? Uh, oh, I really liked that Alex did the standard moron voice when he's talking about oh, why are you rainbow golf. <laughs> <laughs> it just killed me. I was like, if, if we all do the same voice when we're right. impersonating that person. Yes. Uh, I was glad personally to not be on the show when. Alex and you were having the conversation about getting our daughters into golf and Alex unfortunate phrasing of balls. My daughter likes balls in general. <laughs> and I, I, 
you uh, very appropriately let it roll by. Right. And I'm not really sure I could have resisted going, oh, yeah? She likes balls. <laughs> I don't think I would have done that part. Because we're talking about a small child. Right. <laughs> but still, phrasing. <laughs> um, you guys talked about paying for college, like the Women's Golf Scholarship, which is obviously something you and I have discussed in the past. Uh, I actually... Not to get too far afield here, but it's kind of an interesting time to lock money like into a 529, which uh, in Washington State, for those who don't know, is our government-sponsored buy college credit for today's prices program. Um, like, so I'm like 11 years away still. Like, you're yeah. much closer to it. Sure. And I kind of feel like a tectonic shift is imminent. Uh, the golf scholarship almost feels like a, a safer bet. <laughs> <laughs> Than the 529? Well, the 529, not only that, but it's... it's. I really had this thing recently, and we've talked about it, I think, a couple weeks ago on the podcast, where... The more unstable the politics get, the more I have a feeling for that money isn't real and it could just disappear. Like, I should just get guns (laughs) instead of a 529. And and food. Yeah. Imperishable imperishable food. Right, right. The, uh, sidebar. The 529. College, I'm going to become a prepper. Right. 529 (laughs) is way too restrictive for me. And so we, we just like, we just socked money away. It's like, whatever. We'll just, I'm we'll just handling it. it as part of my retirement. And I right. Figure, yeah. I just like, because you get stuck holding the bag. Maybe your kid doesn't want to go to school or whatever, runs off and, you know, follows a rock band around and then you're stuck with all this money that you got to use for education. Yeah. Or the entire, entire world economy collapses and that 529 just ceases to exist altogether anyway. <laughs> you and your family are pushing a shopping a cart, shopping cart around in a post-apocalyptic world thinking, hey, whatever happened to that 529 we saved for? <laughs> Uh, moving on, so, since I don't have to worry about getting aggregated uh, in the style of Brandel Shambly, uh, I'm going to at least partially agree with the take that Tiger didn't get the most out of his talent. But I think the problem he the problem there again is phrasing, where he said it's not that he got the least out of his talent. Like that's that's right. a little bit too much. Like you've right. gone too far. He definitely didn't maximize his his talent. That's that's the that's the part I agree with. That's a min max argument. Like, yeah. Or you could say he got had so much talent. That that no, that's the argument. I get it. That that he that he that he Squandered didn't achieve it. what he certainly could have, which is to say he should have twenty five majors, right? No doubt. That's and to have and to be sitting on fifteen is just a a, dis, a, a huge disappointment, <laughs> which is just speaks to the you know the the full you know complement of talent that Tiger Woods has, especially as a twenty two year old or whatever. You know, I feel like everyone caveats everything these days. Because you sort of have to lay out almost both sides if you have a take like that, but I do think where Brandel does himself a disservice by is by not taking it one step further and saying, but perhaps it is the pressure of trying to achieve something like that with such great talent that leads you to this life of trying to fulfill yourself elsewhere, like almost where your talent is so above and beyond your peers that you need something else to almost self sabotage to overcome. Like you've right. overcome the thing you you need to overcome already, so now you've need to you need to like create obstacles for yourself yeah, to keep which, it interesting. Like how is, many Bennigan's waitresses can I? <laughs> yeah, that's the Jordan mystique, right? I mean, he would just try to find things that pissed him off. Like you know, regardless of how slight, he wanted to he wanted to walk onto the court wanting to bury you for some insane reason, right? Just I just need to find an insane reason to want to crush you. Yeah, and I think you know if Tiger had played in this era. I think you would get the major more out of his talent because I think golfers are a little looser than they used to be. I think the the feel of the PGA Tour is a little bit. It's a little like it's yeah. not. It's still friendly and polite, but there's a little. There's an element of like 
edge and shit talk to it that it didn't used to have. I mean, he broke a lot of he broke a lot of those barriers, right? He broke he Fair. broke well, he didn't break a racial barrier, but for the most part he did. Sure. And then he broke a money barrier. Like nobody was making that kind of money in, in golf before Tiger started making that money. Right. So yeah, so yeah, it's it's easier for people today. I think so. Perhaps. I just think that you have if you're gonna present that kind of an argument, you need at least entertain the idea that perhaps the it becomes an Ouroboros and eats itself for reasons that we can't comprehend because we'll never have that much talent. Exactly. I, you know, it's a, it's something to say, but it's, you know, there's, there's, there's certainly much more truth to it than we'll ever know. Yeah. And I love it as a good transition into, uh, I actually, I really like it when pro golfers get caught swearing on hot mic or on camera. It's cracks. It kills me because it's great. I, I, I reposted on Twitter whenever it happens, if I can catch it on TV fast enough. It's great. It is fantastic. <laughs> I, I mean, it's funny how, I mean, we're not, 12 years old anymore no but random f-bombs at sporting events caught on a mic we all get giddy about i will never not enjoy hearing a loud audible fuck from a sports broadcast (laughs) especially when it comes from off camera or something it's just it's never not funny always it's great and i feel like so you guys talked about biochem and that's kind of related to what we're talking about here so we're taking a bio are we taking a bio break right now we are we're gonna wrap it up here pretty quick gonna pinch it off if you will <laughs> three years for a middle finger is ridiculous it's insane it's, it's insane insane it's insane and and i don't understand the culture i mean i guess if you spit out gum on the sidewalk in singapore they cane you this is literally like the metaphor that i wrote i was like this is just like getting caned in singapore <laughs> for spitting on the street it's like i don't know i mean we don't especially god damn in america you could do pretty much anything well, and, and pretty much get away with it. That's why we feel like the whole thing's ridiculous because I think yeah. that we probably all agree that as long as nobody touches anyone else and you're not like being a racist, like everyone can just relax. Like you can say whatever you want. Like yeah. if the fans are going to say shit, then you should be able to say shit back. Right. That's the and and that's a yeah, that's a crazy cultural barrier that they I'm I'm sure they read American news and go, "What the hell is going on over that place? Right. People are going ape shit." <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like let's just stay home and not ever go to america but um yeah i don't understand it poor guy i mean he's that, that really sucks for him i don't i don't know it's just a that little single it's just a single little moment yeah well he's the one getting the bio break yeah seriously i don't think he i don't i bet he doesn't serve the whole three years i would hope not i mean i was thinking at the time like when i first saw it that the very most i would expect is the rest of the season like that's yeah. the absolute most I could see being a reasonable thing. Yeah. But multiple years, like I mean, we're ending your career over a middle finger. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Let's yeah, let's say let's say in the second event of the FedEx Cup this year, Rory McElroy, you know, gives somebody the F U and a big finger and they, they toss him. Right. Fine. For the rest of the year. Like you don't get to win. <laughs> It would be I, crazy. For the tournament only, really. No, yeah, yeah. But he would be back the next week. I would say what Sergio did on that green last year when he like was threw worse. a fit and like jacked it up. Like that's much worse. Way more disrespectful of the game than shooting a bird to somebody in the stands. Yeah. Or how about that dude who spit on Tony Romo's golf ball? There you go. I mean, come on. It's like, what is that? Yeah. Well, that, I mean, you give those guys the gate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the last thing I wrote down was that uh, I I appreciated that. Alex told you that his Twitter handle is at Alex Myers three because of John Starks. <laughs> I, that was where I was like, oh, I can't believe I missed this conversation. <laughs> Damn it. 
So, yeah, I mean, we've, I've talked before on the show that I used to live in New York, and I actually had my sports awakening when I was in New York. Uh, Mets, Knicks, uh, Giants. And as a man of smaller stature, John Starks was my guy. <laughs> Personal hero. <laughs> I'm sorry you missed out on it. That's all right. No, I appreciate that you did. It was great. Hopefully, uh, you can get him to come back when we, actually, we, we have a golf pod planned. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Well, that's our show for this week. Our thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three Pod. We hope you enjoyed this week's extra special episode. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review via your favorite podcast provider. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. And until then, peace. peace.